So please help me welcome Pastor Vlad Savchuk. He's here from Hungary, Jan. Also his wife and, and the team is here. So we're excited to have you, like Vlad. I had a choice, huh? <laughs> Come on. God is good. And all the time. It's always an honor to be here uh, to share God's word with you and to be in your presence. It's also a great honor for me to be um, good friends with Pastor Slavic and um, I'm very inspired by Pastor Serge's courage, integrity and leadership uh, to the body of Christ. Not just in your local church but just to the body of Christ. For guys like me, younger, we look up to him, we honor his life and thank you Pastor Serge even for your bold act of uh, opening the church uh, to everybody. To God be the glory but thank you. I'm uh, always, always uh, I am in debt. Some of you know the story uh, about uh, 10 years ago I met my wife in this church and my uh, good friend Slavic put me under this uh, punishment that for next seven years I have no say and uh, when it comes to conferences, camps or any other thing that he would want me to do at the Church of Truth. And so I have been very faithful. I served my seven years but then my brother married my wife's sister. So seven years more, more added so I have three more years and uh, but honestly I treasure my relationship um, with this church. I value, um, I look up uh, to what God is doing here in many aspects when it comes to our internship, when it comes to other things and so I just want to say uh, to God be the glory for the example that you guys are setting and the motivation that you are providing in Jesus name. Amen. Uh, also on your way out today there will be a table there. There's some few books that I brought that is in Russian and in English. Uh, some, for relation, uh, some for young people for relationships and the rest of them are just break free books. Uh, if you're interested you can check it out. Without further ado I would like to go into 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6. Just verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6. I want to speak today about renewing, recovering and reigning. Renewing, recovering and reigning. David had a very interesting situation that happened to him. I believe at this point of his life is probably the worst situation that has happened to him up to this point where he left his family, his children and his properties unattended and vulnerable. Amalekites whom he attacked previously and lied to the Philistines that he attacked the outskirts of Judah. They came and they attacked uh, the city that he was in. They took everybody. They burned everything to the ground. I mean it's worse than Great Depression. It's worse than a stock market crash. It's worse than real estate market crash because everything got burned to the ground. His kids got kidnapped and his wives got also captured. And David came back right now after the Philistines did not let him join him in the battle against the Israelites. And the Bible says that now David, verse 6, was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. In the middle of loss, in the middle of grief, in the middle of distress, in the middle of depression, in the middle of anxiety, in the middle of honestly, he had every reason to blame himself because it was David's fault why his family was captured. He was better than that. He could have thought about the fact not leaving his children, not leaving his wives and his possessions unprotected. But nowhere in here do we see David blaming himself in the Lord. Even though he was the blame. 
His men thought of killing him, but the Bible doesn't say that David says, I'm gonna go kill myself. He probably had those thoughts come and attack him, but the scripture says in his worst day, this is when everything that can go bad goes bad and some. That's what happened to David and the scripture says, he grieved, he cried, and after he finished all the grieving and all the crying, he strengthened himself in the Lord. And then he went to God and asked, what should I do? And God gave him specific instructions on what he should do. But first, he went to God not to get solution, he went to God to get strength. First, he went to God to get encouragement, not to get direction. He first went to God to get inspiration, not get instruction. And when God strengthened him, God gave him a word that you will recover everything that you lost and you will get everything back. I believe before we can recover, before we can get back what the enemy has stolen, before we can recover what the pandemic has taken, before we can recover what the COVID-19 maybe has taken in our finances or even in our church, we must understand that God wants us first to renew ourselves before we can recover something in our own life. Before you can recover maybe this or that that the enemy has stolen, God wants you to remember this. He's not interested in recovery first. He's interested in renewal first. David renewed his strength in the Lord. If you don't strengthen yourself in the Lord, you will blame yourself. You will blame other people. You will blame the government. You will blame your spouse. You will blame your boss. You will blame your bad mistakes that you made. You will blame someone instead of finding strength in God. David renewed himself in the Lord. But I find it interesting that the scripture doesn't tell us what he did to renew himself. The scripture doesn't tell us what he did. I assume maybe he went like Jacob and wrestled with God all night. I don't know if that's what happened. Maybe he, like Moses, he climbed the mountain and God met him and he came down with a shining face. We don't know what he did. But I found in my journey with the Lord two things that helped me to be renewed in the Lord. Very simple. First one is praying in the Holy Ghost. And second one, speaking to your soul instead of living in your soul. First one is praying in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in Ephesians, that God, God will grant us grace to be strengthened in the inner man by His Spirit. In Jude, it says to pray in the Holy Spirit, building your most holy faith. In Corinthians, it says, he who speaks in tongues, he builds himself up. The Bible says those who wait upon the Lord renew their strength. You must understand, you are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in the body. Your spirit man, must be strengthened in the Lord. And the way he gets strengthened in the Lord is if you make the Holy Spirit your source when everything else fails. It's interesting that the Holy Spirit is called comforter. You don't need a comforter if you have comfort. Nobody relies on the Holy Spirit as close when comforts fail. When all your comforts vanish, then the comforter becomes the source. You begin to rely on the comforter, the Holy Spirit, like you never relied on before. Why? Because many of us, our relationship to the Holy Spirit is good, but it's not strong because the comforts in life make it easier for us not to rely on Him as deeply. But when the comforts fail, the comforter is still there. And when we make Him the source, when everything else fails, we will find Him faithful, present, 
and good. Sometimes when your mind is clouded, thoughts of confusion, thoughts of fear, you're not gonna make it. Maybe your kids are stranded out on drugs. Perhaps you and your spouse have not seen things eye to eye for, for a very long time and the devil is sending you thoughts about divorce. Maybe the business is collapsing and you're not sure if you're gonna have to close it down or file for bankruptcy and your emotional world in inside is distraught. I want to share with you something. You can build yourself in the Lord by speaking in tongues until something in you snaps, shifts and changes. You may say, but I don't feel it. That's why it's spiritual. Your spirit is not a feeling. That's your soul that's feeling. Your spirit knows. And therefore, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're building yourself in the strength of God. And when you pray in the Holy Spirit, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, and maybe at first thoughts are wandering everywhere. You're distracted and you're pulled in different directions. But let your spirit pray. Because when your spirit gets stronger, then you have the power to speak to your soul instead of living in your soul. Most of our problems originate is the fact we live in our soul. Not in the Word, not in a promise, but in our soul. And like Pastor Slavic mentioned, God speaks. Uh, David says in Psalm 103, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. In, in other Psalms, David says, Oh soul, why are you disquieted in me? See, when you strengthen yourself in the Lord, when you build your spirit, then you have the authority to speak to your soul instead of listening to your soul. You have the power to speak to your soul and say, Listen, get up. Listen, trust in God. Listen, my soul. Fears, I command you to go. You speak to your soul. You don't live in your soul because now you're living in the Holy Spirit. I don't know if that's what David did. But he did something along those lines where he strengthened himself in the Lord. And the Bible says he came out different. He was no longer wanted to kill his man. He no longer wanted to kill him. He didn't want to kill himself. He didn't blame God himself or other people. He came out and then this is what the scripture says. And he inquired of the Lord. When you renew your strength, God will set you up to recover what the enemy has stolen. But the second thing is when you renew your strength, only then you can receive instruction from God. If you don't renew your strength, you won't hear from God. Two chapters before, in chapter 28, if I'm not mistaken, King Saul, the Bible says, was so scared because the Philistines came against him. And the scripture says in, in verse 5 of 28, chapter 28, and Saul saw the army of the Philistines and he was afraid. His heart trembled greatly. And Saul inquired of the Lord and guess what happened? And the Lord said nothing. This was Saul's mistake. You don't go to God first for direction. You go to God first for source of strength. David didn't go to God to ask him what to do. He went to God first to say, God, who are you? Help me. When Saul met Jesus on the road, he didn't say, what do I do? He said, who are you, Lord? God will not share direction with people who have not first found him to be the source of their strength. God remains silent to people who only use him as a resource for their solution instead of making him the source of their strength. God wants you to go to him for inspiration before you go to him for instruction. God wants you to make him the source 
of your emotional emotional mental and spiritual well-being first before he is a means to success recovery prosperity blessing miracles or breakthrough king saul goes to god scared and trembling and instead of saying god fix me god i'm not in alignment with you god i am sorry for what i did to david i am sorry of how i disobeyed you i am sorry god restore my soul god realign me and instead of getting realigned with God here first, scared, trembling, he says, I don't have time to make God my strength. God, what do I do? And many times that's exactly what we do. When things are bad, we say, I don't have time to get myself inside fixed with God. I don't have time to get realigned. The, the time is of the essence. I need God. What do I do? See, when Esther had the destiny of her nation hanging on her shoulders, she didn't have time to ask a king for a banquet. She didn't. She should have just came to King and said, hey, I'm dying, help me. But that's not what she did. She came to him and the King says, what do you want Esther? Up to half of my kingdom, I can give it to you. And Esther says, would you like some food? She didn't ask him for a solution. She asked him for a banquet. And that is an example of what we're supposed to do with God. When the world is falling apart in our life, when ground from under us is falling, when everything seems to be falling apart and all we got to scream to God is, God, what do I do next? Pause. God will not speak. You, you, will, be, you will see God won't speak because you're confused. You messed up in here. God first has come to me. Let me strengthen you and then ask me what you should do. Because when you're strengthened, you will have the courage to hear and to heed, to hear and to follow through. When you're scared, when you're confused, when you're in depression, when you're in anxiety, you don't need directions. You need strength. And that strength is found in praying in the Holy Spirit and speaking to your soul. And when you find that strength, you go to God, say, Lord, like David, what should I do? God gives directions to people who make Him the source of their strength. Can somebody say amen? amen? David receives clear instruction from God and that is to pursue, overtake and recover all. Pursue, overtake, recover all. That was David's instruction. Maybe for you it's going to be a different instruction. You may say, but how will I hear God? You will hear God. It could be in a dream at night. It could be an impression in your heart. It could be you're praying and the speaker is speaking or maybe something like this right now. Somebody is speaking and God just, just gives you the word. Sometimes it could be a song is playing. It could be a conversation you're having with someone else in, the, in your living room. And God just uses something and He deposits and gives you a clear picture of what you should do. Never worry about hearing God. Worry about make sure the state of your soul is strengthened by Him. Because a strengthened soul will not miss His voice. Jesus was only led by the Holy Spirit after he was filled by the Holy Spirit. Nowhere do you see Jesus being led by the Holy Spirit until he was filled. God doesn't lead those he doesn't fit, fill first. That's why if you're filled, you will be led. You will feel, you will know, he will guide you. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to have your dad being a prophet, but God will speak and direct and give you a clear instruction on what you should do. And instead of, you know, focusing so much how do I hear God you say Lord how do I remain in you be strengthened in you 
get grounded in you because if I am grounded in you God I won't miss your voice you're my dad you're my father you will not speak in a way I cannot hear do not be discouraged please my friends you will hear God will guide you God will direct you when David gets the direction inspiration now he has clear instruction and what to do the scripture says David and his men they march toward the place where they think Amalekites are at and in here it says verse 30 it says that verse uh, excuse me chapter 30 verse 11 when they found an Egyptian in the field they brought him to David they gave him bread and he ate and they let him drink water and they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins so when he had eaten his strength came back to him and he had eaten no because he had eaten no bread and drunk no water for three days and three nights so the first thing that I wanted to mention is that if you renew your strength God will lead you to recover what you lost the second thing we mentioned is when you renew your strength you will receive instruction from God the third thing that I want to highlight from this story is this is before God will lead you to recover what you lost he will lead you to renew someone else's strength David has not gotten his family back yet. David hasn't got all of his resources that he lost back. David is on a way to pursue, overtake and recover. He happens to find not an Israelite, an Egyptian. Not his family, not his colleagues, not his friends. He finds an Egyptian and David the Bible says he pauses and he takes care of an Egyptian who honestly was an interruption, hindrance and distraction to his pursuit of what he lost. David was tested by God I believe because God though he gave him direction and to recover, overtake and pursue, God never gave him details of how, where and the smallest intricate details of that direction. The details of directions that God had for him were buried in the Egyptian on his way to recovering Amalekites. Egyptian who didn't lose his family, he was losing his life. An Egyptian who needed something David already had. Yes, David needed his family back. Yes, David needed his property back. David needed all of the money back. But one thing that this Egyptian needed is just a little bit of food, a little bit of drink. And David he doesn't pass him by like the, the priest and the Levite in the New Testament. He pauses, he gives him the cake, he gives him the food. He, the Bible says the strength came back into an Egyptian. And then little did David know, the very guy he just strengthened holds the key to the details of how to conquer Amalekites. What I want to encourage today is don't use the current season as an excuse to stop serving people who need what you have. Don't use your pain as an excuse to not live out your purpose. Don't use the fact that you're in college right now to, oh, I can't serve at the church. I can't lead a home group. Why? I am in college. I can no longer serve. Why? Because we just got married. I can no longer serve. Why? We just got a new house. I can no longer help anybody. Why? Because we just got a child. I can no longer help. Why? Because we finally paid off our debt and now we're going to go and travel all around the world. And so what many of us do is this is on our way to our recovery, we ignore people who need what we have. And many of us say, when I come back and I get what God will give me, then I will give you the raisins. The problem is the Egyptian will die by that time. 
And many of us will pursue and pursue and pursue and we're like, God, tell me more. Tell me more of how I should get the breakthrough in my life. But many times the remaining of the details of your directions will lie in someone you're currently ignoring. Someone you're currently saying they are interruption, they are distraction. I don't have time for them because I need to get my family back. God says, yes, but you can give him your strength. I gave you strength, give him strength. And little would you know, that Egyptian who seemed like an interruption and a distraction to your journey holds keys to where the Amalekites are at, how many of them are there, what weapons they have, where they're located and not only that, he becomes the guide to take you there. I found this in 14 years of being a youth pastor and now about three years of being a lead pastor. Never live for the next. Live in now. Everyone has their next that they're pursuing. The next, once we get there, once we get there, it's good to have next. But you have to live in now. Life is happening now. Life is not going to happen when you build your house. It's happening now. Your kids are now. They need your attention. Now when you get all the money and then you will have the attention for them. They won't want that attention because they'll be gone. Life is happening now while you're in school, while you're getting married, while you're building your house, while you're expecting your child. Therefore, you can't pause your ministry to God because of the next that you are so heavy in pursuit of. Don't ignore the now because you're so obsessed with the next. Because once you reach the next, you find out there's another next there. There's another next. And next thing you will know is that you missed all the opportunities to serve others because you were so obsessed with the next that you missed the now. Amen. I want to encourage you. If somebody's hurting right now, if somebody needs what you got, don't be in such a hurry for your destiny that you miss someone who's hurting, someone who's suffering. And never use the current season of your life as an excuse not to serve. Excuse not to volunteer. May I remind you, the first healing that happened in the Bible happened because Abraham ministered to women who were barren while his own wife was barren. Abraham did not say, I can't pray for these women who are barren because my wife is not healed yet. Joseph translated the dreams in the, will, in, in, in the prison while his own dream was on delay. Job was called by God to pray for his friends while they all they did is trash talk him and he didn't get the recovery yet from God. He didn't get the double for his trouble but God challenged Job and he says, I want you to pray for your friends. And then the Lord restored everything to Jacob, to, to Job, I'm sorry. May I remind you? That our Lord Jesus Christ was healing people while he was being arrested. He was leading people to salvation while he was hanging on the cross. May I remind you, Apostle Paul says to Timothy, he says, preach in season and out of season. Meaning there are things sometimes that it's completely out of your season. You are busy with something else and God says, I want you to still serve me. Why? Because life is happening as you know it. Life is not happening when you get married. Life is not happening when you get master's degree. Life is not happening when you get your house. Life is happening right now. And therefore we must serve the Egyptian while we are on our way to recover our family. And sometimes, somehow, someway, God takes the thing that we did for others and makes it happen for us. I don't know how, but God does it. And the last thing I want to highlight from this story. Renew your strength so you can recover what was lost. Renew your strength so you can receive from God. And when you renew your strength, 
renew someone else's strength while you're waiting for God to bring the breakthrough in your own life and the last thing I want to highlight is 1st Samuel chapter 30 verse 18 so David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives and nothing of theirs was lacking neither small or great sons or daughters spoil or anything that has been taken from them David recovered all I mean praise be to God this is breakthrough and then verse 23 so when he came back 200 men who were not able to fight his some of his men who were wicked and worthless they said that we shouldn't give any spoil to them and David says this my brethren you shall not do so with what the Lord has given to us who has preserved us and delivered us into the hand who delivered into our hand the troop that came against us and then he creates pretty much a rule in Israel where the spoil is shared with those who don't even go to battle and verse 26 and David came to Ziglag he sent some of his spoil to the elders of Judah to his friends saying this is the present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord the last thing I want to share is how to handle your blessing properly so that your blessing becomes a breakthrough instead of a blessing becoming the last thing you've seen God do in your life David receives this breakthrough this blessing he recovers everything but I want you to see the temptation that is there the first temptation David faced in getting a great blessing is not to share it with people who were too weak to fight I remember one time we were uh, collecting money to help this family that was in need I reached out to we we put in some money I reached out to some businessmen and I asked them hey could you guys pitch in a hundred two hundred dollars we need to buy a van for this family and I remember I was shocked to hear this particular businessman said when I came to the United States nobody helped me the best way to help them is to let them do it on their own we don't need to help and I'm like what about the Bible says to help the poor he says you you can't help the poor by giving them things you just need to let them figure out on their own the way we did is the way they should I said I don't see that in the Bible I understand your logic behind it I understand some poor people made poor decisions I understand some of them did not plan for something like this by saving their money Dave Ramsey now is the smartest guy on the planet because he told everybody prepare for this and none of us listened to him I know we were wrong I know these 200 men were wrong the fact that they didn't go and fight with David but David comes back and David doesn't say to them well since you guys were bad since you were weak you don't get the spoil David doesn't say well you know what you were not as smart as me you were not as educated as me David shares with them the spoil even though they didn't fight because the problem with the blessing of God it has the power to make you arrogant and how does that arrogance surface when you no longer help those who you feel in your mind doesn't deserve that help because they didn't work as hard as you did you become inflated in your self-esteem you think you're more important you're now more smarter and David I love this about David he comes to his men and he says guys please understand the breakthrough we got the blessing we got it wasn't our work it was God who helped us and therefore we cannot be proud we cannot be arrogant with it we gotta share because the way we show humility before God is when we help those who didn't fight you want me to help those Vlad? right now in this season of your life if God has blessed you and this pandemic maybe didn't hit your business hard in fact your business is maybe growing and you're noticing those people who honestly they should have thought better 
honestly they should have saved honestly they should have managed their money better honestly they should have been as smart as you a pride will creep up and say ha, I did it right they didn't do it right well I hope they learn that my friend is pride what God wants us to have is what David had he came in in humility and he helped those who were too weak to fight he helped those who were too weak to fight if you notice a brother or a sister in your life group in your church right now who lost their job and maybe you have every excuse not to help them I want to tell you that the way you handle your blessing is a test your blessing is a reward and a test at the same time why because while David recovered everything from Amalekites David's real mission in the world was not to get everything back it was to be a king of Israel it was in the next chapter David becomes the king of one tribe and I believe it's because David handled the blessing with humility therefore God used the blessing as a stepping stone to unlock his kingdom your blessing is not just a reward it's a test God is testing your humility and that humility is seen in how you treat others who don't have what you have will you help them to come to your level or will you stand there saying I earned it and they made a mistake and they should work harder next time that is not the character of Christian successful prosperous person your blessing should not lead you to pride but to humility you acknowledge it wasn't you it was God his strength and protection and how is that exemplified when you help those who lack at this season when you help those who are right now in a very unfortunate situation the second thing David did with his blessing is he takes some extra and he sends it to the elders of Israel some of them were his friends some of them were not now look at the irony of this these elders they didn't help them these elders they didn't fight with him these elders they were supporting a king who was persecuting David David could have said I am sending nobody nothing that's my dough and I'm gonna eat them myself David he sends blessings to the to the tribes of Israel now I understand it was strategic because these same elders were the ones that gathered the Judean tribe and invited David to be their king what I want to encourage you is not only God wants us to use our blessing to help the poor God wants us to use our blessing to bless him by bringing a portion of it to his house elders speak of the church God wants you to take out of your spoil out of your victory out of your increase Proverbs 3 verse 9 it says honor the Lord with your possessions with the first fruits of all your increase all includes the side hustle that you have all in includes the haircuts that you do on Saturday that nobody knows and you don't report to IRS all of your increase the car that you fixed and you flipped it and you sold it out of the action but it's not showing up on IRS all of your increase Mm -hmm. the rent that you're renting your room to one of your cousins they're paying you 200 under the table all of your increase honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all that word all means all in Greek in Hebrew and in Russian somebody say amen 
with all of your increase and then it says this and then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine that tells us that God will say I will supply your bank account and I will supply your vets your mind with new ideas new connections and new blessings right here and right here see David honored God by sending something to the elders and I believe in our blessing we have to help the poor and secondly we got to honor God by giving to the local church why is that important because your blessing is not just a reward it's also a test what is it a test for because the real calling you have is not to make money is to make a difference David made money here but that's not what he was anointed for he was anointed for to rule but God sometimes will use your recovery as a test to see if you qualify to reign and many of us when we recover when we prosper because we don't honor God by helping the poor and by honoring the local church what it do what it does is we withdraw from the presence of God we stay with our blessing we never see real breakthrough that that blessing should have led us to and yes you got the car but not the purpose yes you got the paycheck but you didn't get what the calling for which you were born for you were given to I'm gonna read to you Deuteronomy chapter Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 10 when you have eaten and are full then you will bless the Lord your God for the good which we which he has given you beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his judgment and his statutes which I command you today lest when you have eaten and are full you have built beautiful homes and dwell in them and your herds and your flocks multiply your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied and your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage verse 17 and then you say in your heart my power and my might and my hand have gained me all of this wealth but you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth and he will establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is in this day what am I saying when you get blessed do not get infected with amnesia don't forget where all of this came from it came from God and when you remember God you will do two things you will do what David did he helped those who didn't fight and he blessed those who were not even there with him we help the poor and then we come and we honor God by what not just by lip service but by giving a portion of that victory to the local church bringing it as our tithe and for those of you who like I don't believe in tithing completely fine you can start with 20% you don't have to start with 10 you can always start with 30 because under the law it's 10 you're not under the law so that means you can go higher do not hold yourself back from going higher but honor God why because if you don't honor God in your blessing it's not because you don't believe in tithing it's because you have an amnesia you forgot where your blessings came from and you have inflated self-esteem you're thinking of yourself bigger than you actually are and the worst part blessing is all you're gonna have but the breakthrough God has for you you won't see because God didn't just plan recovery for David God planned a kingdom for David but in blessing he was testing him to qualify him for the kingdom let's rise I want us to take just 
two minutes and just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit right now if you are discouraged disappointed grieving lost confused and maybe going through a very difficult time financially very difficult time maybe you're going through right now in your in your health in your family let's just begin to open up your lips just pray in the Holy Spirit the same way you would do in your own house the same way you would do it in the dark season of your life strengthen yourself in the Lord right now take one more minute one more minute just close your eyes open up your spirit let the rivers of living water flow out of your spirit right now father I thank you Holy Spirit I thank you I thank you for the rivers of living water I thank you that when I am dry the Holy Spirit is full of living water I thank you father that there is strength in you God I thank you that I can be strengthened in you Lord God I thank you that I can be renewed in you Lord I thank you that you are my strength I thank you God that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me I thank you that your strength is made perfect in my weakness God I thank you that you are my strength and you are my song I thank you that you said let the weak say I am strong and Lord today we speak to our soul we speak your promises to our soul we speak your word to our soul we speak your what you did to us before to our soul we remind our soul God that you are faithful you are on the throne you are reigning God you are supreme you don't have a bad day you're never in the good in the bad mood God you are supreme you reign and you're sovereign God we praise you Lord we lift our hands to you and worship you in our trial we will praise you in our difficult time we will worship you God when things are hard we will praise your name though you slay me I will trust you God we thank you Lord we praise you Lord I pray God that you will begin to speak to us your direction I pray God that you will speak to us your wisdom I pray God that you will speak to us what we need to do next in our life Lord Father I pray that you will give us a heart of compassion that we're not so focused on the destination that we lose sight of serving people today, loving our family today, taking care of our spouse today, taking care of our children today, taking care of our church today, serving today, God. Give us a heart that serves others even when we are hurting, even when we are in poverty, even when we are not doing good, God. Give us the heart of compassion, Lord. of every excuse we repent of every laziness we repent of every lie and every hurry spirit God that causes us to focus on destination so much that we lose the sight of the process God in Jesus name father I pray for every businessman and businesswoman in this room right now who may be going through a very difficult time that you will help them to renew their strength that you will help them to hear from you I pray for those who are blessed right now God I pray that we will not live our life for we deny you in our blessings but only cry to you in our problems God that we will bless you in our blessings God that we will help the poor in our blessings and that we will tithe we will sacrifice we will give because Lord you are testing us in our blessings to qualify us for our purpose for our assignment in life in Jesus name Lord we ask you for your grace. We ask you for your mercy in the name of Jesus. Before I close my part of the service, I want us to pray for those who are sick right now. Wherever you are standing, just place your hand upon the part of your body. If, you, if you're battling with illness, if you're battling with some kind of a disease, let's pray right now. Whether it's COVID-19, whether it's a flu, whether it's a lower back pain, whether it's deafness, blindness, whether you are watching this service or you will be re-watching this service weeks later. Let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I thank you that there is power in the blood of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you heal all of our diseases and you forgive all of our sins. And right now I take authority over every spirit of infirmity. I take authority over every spirit of disease in the name of Jesus Christ. I command the sickness to go. I command those ligaments to be healed. I speak healing to the back. I speak healing to the spasms in the shoulders. I speak healing to the arthritis in the joints right now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing to those knees that cannot stand or sit without pain. I speak healing to those ears who have infection right now in Jesus' name. I speak healing to those eyes. I speak healing to that skin. I speak healing to that liver and those kidneys right now in the name of Jesus. Let that irregular heartbeat be healed right now. Father, I speak right now your word into that body. You, you said, God, you sent your word and you healed of God. I rebuke that fever. I rebuke that fever right now in the name of Jesus. Let the temperature in their body stabilize. Let the respiratory organs be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let healing come for asthma. Let healing come of asthma, from asthma right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Let that child that is constantly having shortness of breath be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Precious Holy Spirit, your bo our body is your temple. I ask you that your precious presence will come right now and restore, restore our health to the glory of the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Jesus name if you had that receive that prayer right now and then do something that you couldn't do without pain and if you notice a change in your body comment right to the office let somebody know the Bible says we overcome the devil by the word of our testimony let's just lift our hands right now just praise him let's just praise him come on